Welcome to The Soul Journey, where we will discuss the journey of people, authors, musicians, clergy, blue collar, white collar, and beyond, and find out what drives their journey. I'm Proverb Newsom. The Soul Journey starts right now. Okay, so I made it. We're here at KAA, Golden, Missouri. KAA, you know. It's a great camp. It's an urban camp. And uh, man, what an experience. Uh, this is the first day. There's a lot of hills here, so I'm getting my workout for sure. Um, we are going to talk to some staffers. We are going to talk to a lot of different people this week. And just to see what they think about camp. Um, why they're here, why they bring kids, why they keep coming back. What's so special about KAA? I mean, I've already told you from my experience, it's the hypest place on earth. It is just hype. I mean, pure hype, pure Jesus, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's incredible. And these, um, these dedicated staff people, they're here for like nine weeks and they go in, pouring into kids, pouring into the people that bring the kids, it's an incredible, incredible experience. It's awesome. So right now I'm just, I'm walking through the woods uh, on my way to meet up with a, a bunch of other Kaleos to play kickball. I'm still undecided on whether or not I'm going to play. I might, I might not. Might just sit around and drink water. Who knows? But anyway, I will do, I will do my best to bring you some, some really good interviews this week. And hopefully this will reignite your inner child and you'll want to go to camp with either your church or just some kids that you know that need to go to camp and you haven't been in a while maybe you want to go back and just reconnect it's a great experience okay sojourn camp k-a-a okay so i'm sitting here this morning with uh rob smith rob what ministry are you here with step ministries from north little rock arkansas Awesome, man. And what, what do you guys do at Step Ministry? We do one-on-one -on -one mentoring and discipleship in a public housing neighborhood. Um, the neighborhood was actually featured in a special that was done by um, HBO back in the late 90s, early 90s, I'm sorry, called Gang Banging in Little Rock. So we wow. mentor in that neighborhood, Eastgate Terrace. Wow, that's crazy. So you guys were featured on a cable network TV show. Wow. Man, okay. What are the ages of your kids at Step Ministries? We start at eight and never stop after that. Uh, many, many of the people that started in Step as, as children um, are still in mentoring relationships with those that mentored them as children and they're adults. Some are into their, actually in their 40s now. Mm. We've been around for over 30 years. Man, that's awesome. And how long have you been with Step Ministries? I've been with Step 20 years. I've been associated with Step for. Uh, I guess about 25 years. Okay. Did you start as a volunteer or something? Well, I worked for the city, and, uh, and I leveraged resources and helped STEP in their ministry. We built buildings for STEP and different things, mm -hmm. me not knowing that I would ever come to work for STEP. That was not my plan. <laughs> wow. So 20 years later, you're still there, and now you're bringing kids up to KAA, Kids Across America. What was the first year you guys came here? Um, I don't know the exact year. I think it was 26 years ago. Okay. Um, I actually... I've been bringing kids, helping Step for about 24 years, just driving them up and, and dropping them off and going back. Wow. <laughs> and then picking them up. Man. <laughs> so you drove here, dropped them, and went back to life. 
That's exactly right. And come back and get them back to life again. Yeah. At what point did you start saying, you know what? I want I want to go to camp too. Why why I got to go home? What what point did that happen? Uh, from the first time I came up here, it just wasn't possible. I was running summer programs, so somebody had to be back there doing that work, and somebody was here with the kids at camp. So I was that person back there, and eventually things shifted and changed, and I was able to stay. And I think that happened about 15 years ago that I was able to come up here and actually stay for the whole week and be a part of it. Man, that's awesome. So. You've been coming here for years and years, man. And I've been asking people and talking to people around camp, why is it that you, it's important for you to bring kids to KAA? Well, I don't think you can measure the impact, especially um, for a, a, a teenager or a child who has a peer, who's a college student, who is living out the Christian faith in life and is able to impart that to the kids. The impact of that is in my estimation, just immeasurable. We've had kids come here who are really struggling, and it was almost like they didn't have permission because of the neighborhood and the things that go on to really live for the Lord. But I always felt like after they came here, they had permission to to live the life, and they had these role models that that kind of gave them vision and, 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 and permission to live that life. Man. What, what keeps you coming back year after year? Because I know you've been here a number of years in a row. 26, you said. Yep. Yeah. What, what keeps you coming back year after year? It's the, it's the impact, that impact on the kids' lives. They, something happens here that doesn't happen anywhere else. The other thing that's amazing about it is while they're here, they get permission to be kids. Mm. And, and, and all those things from the neighborhood kind of melt away. It usually takes a day or, but, or so, and they melt away. And you get to watch them be kids. And sometimes for them, that's, that's a really rare moment. And in that moment, it also causes them to be vulnerable. Yeah. And, and so there's so many dynamics that happen at camp that lead to life change or impact. That That's why we keep coming back and bringing kids back. Man, that's awesome. Now, I was talking to somebody the other night uh, about crosstalk because they, they had – I loved it, aka one, because it was different this year. They decided to take the decision part of it to the cabin instead of having it there at Crosstalk. Um, but I was talking to another Kaleo, and they were saying, "Wow, you know, I, I, it was kind of rough. Like, why, why would they put that wasn't age appropriate at all?" And so my take on the thing, and I never talked to anybody about crosstalk or anything like that, right. but my take on it is we're dealing with a population of kids, and like you said, it gives them permission to be kids up here. We're dealing with a population of kids who have seen, experienced, been a part of, yep. done, engaged in things that probably are not age appropriate for them. So why not give them the gospel in a form that they're used to? So that they could, you know, just yeah. dive right into it and, and and be slapped in the face because Hey, let's be honest. The hood's not handling them with gloves. Yeah. You know, they're not babying them. They're giving them yep. everything right up front. They don't care how old they are. Um, what's your take on that? I, I totally agree. I, the, I can't divulge everything that kids tell me, but um, there are things that I've seen and heard from kids that uh, life hasn't been kind to them, many yep. of them. And, yep. um, and they've the kids here pretty much most of them have seen everything it's not anything new anything that's presented here sure <laughs> um so i i totally agree I, I think the gospel's for everyone yeah and you know uh, and if they're eight years old or nine years old and they're hearing the gospel and seeing the gospel uh and, and if it's in a maybe in a way or a tone that 
Some people think it isn't appropriate. I would invite them to come to the neighborhood with me and go in some of the apartments yeah. and just be like a fly on the wall and observe what's going on. Sure. I think many people would be shocked um, and maybe n- not even be equipped to handle that. Mm. So, uh, you know, the reality of what goes on in our neighborhoods is uh, probably different maybe than someone that said to you what they did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they may not be real deep in the neighborhood. They might be. I don't know. But my experience is they're, they're seeing everything young. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree, man. And so lastly, Rob, if you could convince somebody to come up here to be a Kaleo, to bring kids here, how would you do that? What would you say to them? I would ask them a question. And the question is really, what's your ministry about? And if it's, if it's really about impacting a kid for, for the kingdom of God, for eternity, I don't know that there's a week that you could spend in a better way to do that or invest is a better word. I, I, so I would ask them the question, you know, what is your ministry really about? And if it's really about impacting and, and advancing the kingdom of God, the opportunity here is immense, um, mm. probably, probably as big as any you'll have anywhere else. Yeah. So I think he stands at the door and knocks and says, I've created this place and put it here for this purpose and this reason, and it's just a matter of making it happen. So, you know, I, I, I don't see any negatives ever. I've never seen a negative about coming to camp, ever, never. Even the kids that get in trouble, which is rare, but I've never seen a negative. Mm. Man, thanks for talking with me. Thank you. I appreciate it, Rob. Thank you. All right, brother. What's your name? Eric Gibson. Eric, how long have you been at KAA? Um, so I've been a worker for about three years, um, being a Kaleo Shepherd. Then I was a Kaleo two years before that. And then I have been a camper since I was 12. Okay, so you came to the camp when you were 12. You were a Kaleo, and then you are a Kaleo Shepherd. Now explain what those things are for people that might not know about KAA. What's a Kaleo Shepherd, what's a Kaleo, and what do they do? So the Kaleos are pretty much um, the youth leaders, the youth workers in different ministries. Uh, some may be after school programs, some are ministries, some are churches. Um, and Kaleos are pretty much just the youth workers and youth leaders of them. Uh, Kaleo shepherds, they are somewhat what the counselors are to the campers. Shepherds are pretty much that to the Kaleos. Cool. Now, I first came to KAA last year. It was my first time. And so since then, I've been calling it the hypest place on earth. Why do you think it's so hype here? Um, I think it's just because everybody comes for, I know for the Kaleo side, everybody comes for the same purpose. So when you get a grip of people coming here just to worship and serve God, it becomes extremely hype. And, you know, we already add our flair with the hip hop and everything like that. So it just it's just automatically hype. What do you think keeps people coming back year after year? Like this morning in in the Kaleo session, um, there was a lady that has been here 24 straight years. What do you think keeps people coming back to KAA? I think it's, I know for me, it's the fact that most of the time when you come here, it just feels like your family, like almost instantly. Um, I know the first time I even stepped that camp, I'm like, man, wow, everybody just works together and it's it's just fun and we're all just worshiping together and praising together and just, you know, learning together, experiencing together. It's just great. I think that's why a lot of people love to come back. Now, you've been here for how many years now? Um, I believe 
I'm 24, so it's probably been 12 years. So 12 years. Over those 12 years, what would you say is your most favorite memory of KA? Probably, let's see. It's It'd be in between the first time I stepped off the bus <laughs> and I seen all these crazy counselors coming at me. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be dope. Like, um, it's either between that and when I started actually working here. At first, when I first started working here, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Right. But um, I sort of just vibed naturally, and it just came all together, and that was pretty fun. That was my favorite year probably working here, my first year. So what would you say, because you've been on both sides of the fence. You've been a camper, and now you're, you've been a Kaleo, and now you're a Kaleo Shepherd. How different is it between being an employee of KAA and then experiencing KAA? Is it the same, or is it how different is it? What's the difference? Um, the difference is probably when you're a Kaleo, you're just coming to have your bubble bath in Jesus, as they say. When you're on the shepherd side, you have to um, make sure that the Kaleos have their bubble bath in Jesus, and you have to continue to keep yourself rested and you know make sure you're refreshed so that you can help the Kaleos relax and refresh. So it can be a little bit, you know hard sometimes but it's great it's all for the good of the ministry so word so instead of receiving a bubble bath in jesus kaleo you're giving a bubble bath in jesus kaleo shepherd exactly right okay all right man hey thanks for talking to us man thanks for for being on and and telling us what you know about camp and your experience here at kaa so one one time for it kaa you know All right, I'm sitting here with Jamie Henderson from North Little Rock, Arkansas. Jamie, how you doing, man? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good, man. So tell me what brings you to camp. Um, well, I am the uh, the director of Step Ministries in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. Um, we are a one-on-one discipleship ministry. Um, basically, everything we do is one-on-one. Wow. Except for camp. Okay. All right. Yeah. Except for camp, and so the staff have to, for our kids to be able to come to KAA, um, we have to come with them. So gotcha. That's now when you say one on one, right? How what? How does that actually look? Because most ministries don't get like a one-on-one ratio they it's like one to 15 one to 25 whatever how does that actually look one-on-one well so so step ministries the step stands for serving to equip people um so really our model for ministry is that we as the staff are there to help the church we're a partnership of churches help Mm -hmm. the church build intentional relationships with at-risk youth okay um so what we do is so most of us were never discipled so when we say go make disciples, we don't really know what that means. So what we try to do is we set up a Bible study, we set up games, we set up an outing for mentors and mentees to go out on so that, to sort of take the mystery out of it so that people aren't trying to figure out how to disciple on their own, especially a lot of our mentors come from very different backgrounds sure. than our kids come yeah. from. Um, and so that's another way we try to equip them is to, you know, teach them about the rules of poverty and, and uh, you know, 
ministering cross-culturally. Uh, try to say that as carefully as I can. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, that's like really important because a lot of people, when they engage with people of different cultures, the, the first thing they assume is what they know. And right. what they know sometimes is a stereotype. And to engage a person based on a stereotype is already starting off on the wrong foot. So to properly engage someone by because, you know, you taught them to understand this is where this person might be coming from. So engage them from that platform as opposed to what you think you might know about them is, is just the way to go. Um, is this your first time at camp? This is my first time at KAA. It's pretty crazy. It's, <laughs> it's everything they made it out to be and more, I think. So. It is. It's, it's my second time and I can confirm that is yeah. definitely everything that everybody has ever said about it. Uh, the hypest place on earth for real. Um, what what what's been your favorite part here so far? Um, let's see. I think getting to see our kids from a distance, being able to watch our kids and how they interact with kids from other places. Okay. Um, I do a lot of creepily standing in the shadows, um, <laughs> which is fine as long as you have your name tag exactly. on. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, you know, just just watching them and, and seeing them engage that because. There are, so the, the housing complex that we work in is Eastgate Terrace. There are kids that have really never been much of anywhere except Eastgate and their school. Mm. So for them to get to meet these kids from Dallas or to get these, to meet these kids from South Florida or whatever, it's, that's a big deal for them to meet them, understand that they're coming from, you know, they haven't spent their whole life in Eastgate Terrace. Yeah. Um, and just to get, to get to engage with them. It's pretty cool to see. You know what I realized, man, it's like really all over the country, right? There's pockets of poverty there's hoods or neighborhoods or you know the wrong side of towns if you will and uh, the the thing that they have that are similar are people will spend their whole life in that part of town without ever going anywhere else mm -hmm. sometimes that means other parts of the country uh, sometimes that means other parts of their own city and so they're just confined to that and in their confinement their worldview stays restricted well and I, I, we have kids from North Little Rock. Now, it's important that you understand this. There is North Little Rock, there's the Arkansas River, and then there's Little Rock. Okay. They butt up next to each other. Gotcha. We have kids that say they've never been to Little Rock. Wow. Now, whether or not that's actually true is a different conversation. Um, but I'm actually not from uh, Little Rock or North Little Rock. I'm from East Arkansas, the Delta, so I'm from the country. Gotcha. But it's the same thing that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, a lot of the same things that we ran into at home growing up with kids um, I see in Eastgate it just has a slightly different context between country and city but it's the same thing you're talking about like they've never been anywhere they've never mm. really done much of anything um, except go to small towns that are exactly like the small town they're from right so, yeah now we're in the same cabin and and you did something interesting that you talked about on the first night when uh, our our Kaleo Shepherd said tell something interesting about yourself that people <laughs> might not know about and I thought yours was really interesting. Can you explain that? Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm a CPA. I'm an accountant. Um, in case you can't tell from this accent, uh, I'm a white dude from Arkansas. Um, but uh, when I was in college, I, I was in the honors college at uh, University of Central Arkansas, Bear Claws Up. And um, we had to write a thesis that didn't have anything to do with our major. And uh, so I actually wrote a 50-page paper on the influence of hip-hop on popular culture. So, yeah, that's that's my go-to interesting fact when we find ourselves in those situations. No, I love that because uh, I've, I'm a hip-hop fan. I've been a hip-hop fan for decades. And, and the real cool thing about hip-hop is you can really never tell who's in. You, you, you can think, you know, because, oh, that person, you know, they're dressed like this. 
they must be a hip-hop head. Or they talk like this, they must be a hip-hop head. But I've known hip-hop heads that have been like suit and tie, CPAs, or just, you know, just homeless cat on the street. It just, it just bridges all the gaps. And the cool thing about it is if you walk up to someone and start talking hip-hop, um, it's an instant common bond, which is awesome. And I think that's why it's such a cool... Um, art form because it just really embraces all the other art forms musically puts them in one and then it unites people around it is that is yeah, that your oh, take yeah. absolutely and so part of the reason i decided to to write the thesis the the way the way race plays out in our country mm-hmm. often centers around music and i just I, I love music in general i'm not just a hip-hop head i listen to <laughs> rock and roll i even right, listen right, right. to some alternative country and stuff um but what's so interesting about i was born in 1981 I am the first, I'm, you know, in the generation of people that we're the first ones to not know a world without hip hop. Mm, so mm. how did a, uh, a white kid from Arkansas that grew up in a town of 939 people wow. end up as excited about, um, this is how I opened my thesis, a most deaf freestyle as a Carlos Santana guitar solo, mm. you know? Um, so yeah, I just think that, that, that hip hop is, especially for people my age and younger, um, it's just interesting to think that that is our pop music. That is the thing yeah. that, you know, sort of whatever default radio is, mm-hmm. is either hip-hop or has been so influenced by hip-hop, it's hard to tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, so. I agree with you, man. And see, that's why you should come to camp, because you meet interesting people like Jamie Henderson and strike up a conversation about hip-hop and, <laughs> and other stuff. Uh, it's a lot of fun, man. Um, so this is your first year at KAA. Would you ever come back? Absolutely. Why would you bring kids here? Um... Because I'm thinking about our kids in specific, so call me selfish for that. Um, they need to experience the first. They need to get out of North Little Rock yeah. to be able to decompress from everything that's going on in their lives, good and bad, mm-hmm. but especially the bad mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yes, I would. I would definitely want our kids to come to camp just to have that opportunity to get away and focus on anything besides the junk they've got at home. All right, Jamie. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. What's up? This is Prob. I'm here with, with Miles. Miles, where are you from? West Palm Beach, Florida. All right, Miles. How old are you? Nine. Cool, man. And th- is this your first time at KAA? Yes. And what do you think so far? I think it's fun and you get to learn a lot. What's your favorite part of KAA? free time because everything is open what do you mean by everything is open like the pool like the activities yeah stuff like that what kind of games do you guys play at KAA well we play games like for example there's a trampoline game called Sea Oars where you have to bounce on the trampoline and you have to like say uh, ice cream flavor and if you can't come up with one then you lose what other kind of games do you play Warball, there's like specialties. Um, they call it first period. I play warball. Oh, at the end of warball, like, there's always a teachable moment about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, we're like kind of scared to go up because you don't want to get hit. But, like, at the teachable moment, like, tells us not to be scared. And then, like, they read us a verse about, like, not to be scared. Cool, man. Do you guys learn about God at all? Yes. And what was the most important thing you kind of learned about God uh, this week? Well, crosstalk, because it showed how God loved us and he died on the cross. And there was actually, like, a skit to go along with it. 
Awesome. Now, if you had to tell like some of your friends who have never been to KAA or never even heard about KAA, what would you say to them to make them come next year? I would say it's a lot of fun and you would probably come back knowing Jesus. Awesome. If you had the opportunity to go yourself next year, would you would you ever go back to KA? Yes. Is it the best camp you've ever been to? Yes. Cool, man. Well, thanks for spending some time with us. I hope you had a great week, bro. Take care. You too. All right, I'm sitting here talking with Justin Pouncil, who's the men's director of the Kaleo program here at KAA. Justin, where are you from, man? I'm from Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Bartlesville, Oklahoma. So how did you get here on this mountain that we know as KAA? Um, well, let's see. 1995 was my first year. Um, I had a, a group that I came with from Bartlesville. Came in 95 when it was K1 and K2, um, and I was a camper for eight years. And then after that, I did 10 years in the world. Came back in 2014 as a Kaleo, and I've been here ever since. Cool. Now, I mean, you're here all the time. You're here year-round, right? What do you think keeps people coming back to KAA? Why do they come here? Um, relationship. Um, relationship and you get to see what God does on this mountain that he doesn't do in the city. He doesn't do in places other than here. Strongholds have been broken here. It's something about being up here that makes people come back. Whatever prayer they prayed before this camp was here, I want that for my life. Like, I want that exact prayer. No, but it's just something about being refreshed and being around people. That's why um, the whole family reunion concept came to my mind this fall or this spring was it's like a family reunion when they come back. It's people you haven't seen in a whole year. Yeah. So. And you know what? I can, I can agree with that. I was here last year. as my first year. And uh, so I really didn't know what to expect. You know, you come up here with with precon you know preconceived notions and you hear things and you're like oh it's going to be dope but you really don't know what to expect and i met a lot of people here last year and so but when i came back it did exactly seem like a family reunion so it's really really cool man um tell me what you think um makes this different from the camp across the lake 
Um, because we go after the kids they won't go after. Mm. Um, and that goes with the inner city. Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go in that neighborhood, or I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna go to the tip of it, or the street over from it, but I won't go in it. Um, and you know Jesus didn't have that concept. Jesus just went in. He went straight right. through. You know, he walked through those cities, yeah. you know, to get to where he needed to go. And so um, they won't do that. And we will. I mean, that's anybody, awesome. any any generation, any race or whatever, that's what K.A. will do to get the word of Jesus, to get the word of Jesus in them. That's tight. I once I once saw a meme and uh, the meme was was Simba. Uh, on a, on Pride Rock with his dad, you know where I'm going with this, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And it was like Simba, and they were looking out over their their kingdom, and there was shadows, and he was like, Simba, don't ever go over there. That's that's the bad place. Right. And so um, you're right. A lot of ministries do look at hoods, bad neighborhoods, at risk youth as that bad place, and they don't go there. That's for the people there to do. That's their work. But, um, you know, y'all are doing that. Y'all are grabbing those kids and embracing them. And it's really an experience up here, man, because, I mean, when you say it's like an urban camp, it's an urban camp. I mean, anybody from urban America or anywhere in an inner city can come here and right off the jump feel comfortable uh, because it feels like home for them. It's familiar, you know, but there's a twist. Tell me what that twist is. No AC. <laughs> no AC. Uh, you in a cabin. And you own mattresses that, you know, that don't feel like home. Um, but with that, you get hot. But when you with your friends, even if you're on the street with your boys or whatever, like those things, you forget about it being hot. You forget about it being, you know, rocks and bugs. Like you just forget because you're at home. Mm. So even though you, you don't get the AC or you don't have the bed you in a you in a place where people love you. Yeah. And that twist is there's no AC, but there's love here. And love cools anything. No doubt. So So last question, man. If if you could use this opportunity to convince someone to become a Kaleo here at KAA, what would you say to them? How would you reel them in? KA is the best place ever. Um and and I've done this, you know, millions and millions well, thousands of times. Um and there's no place like this. Um, last week, I had a guy from who was who's on the board of teaches at K State on the board of Kansas State, and he never been here. He came on this mountain, and saw the vision of what we were doing, and I, I got him to come, all by video. But when he got here, he was like, "Oh, I'm going back." And now they're bringing the church from New York, where he's from. Wow. He lives in Kansas, but they called me today and said we're bringing the group from New York. This this summer. This summer. Wow. And I'm like, whoa. Like, it's the experience of not do, of doing something you never dreamed of. Mm-hmm. Or that you have that you've dreamed of, but just like, nah, it doesn't exist. K exists. K gets you to come back over and over again because of relationships and being refreshed. And, you know, although Bruce says it's the food. It's the relationships. Yeah. People come back because of the relationships. You can have the worst camp in the world, but relationships being built there is a is people from the hood know this yeah. is the hood. Yeah. Like this is good. Yeah. This is life. That relationship with the people in the hood is what makes it home. Cool. Man. This is home. 
Yo, thank you for talking to us, man. I appreciate you, brother. You're welcome, man. No doubt. Thank you. All right. Hey, I'm still at KAA. Uh, this is the, almost the second to the last day, or actually the last full day, and then we we hit the road tomorrow. I'm sitting here with Stephen Hamilton. Stephen, who are you here with? I'm here with Bowdown Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Cool, man. So tell me what brings you to the mountain? What brings you to KAA year after year? Well, I've been here, uh, coming here for five years now, and I enjoy it immensely because, uh, number one, camp was uh, a very exciting experience for me when I was a kid. I remember every summer going to a church camp that uh, our youth pastor would take us to. And uh, it was just, it was a place we made memories and uh, just an amazing time to get away from the regular schedule and, and really have fun with peers but also to to be ministered to. And so it's my desire, working in the ministry at Bowdown Church as an outreach pastor, to continually bring in kids in our community, especially since it's a uh, um, inner city, uh, marginalized uh, community. I want to give the, the young people there the opportunity to be going to camp every year, to not only build the relationships with peers and have a lot of fun, but also to have an experience out of their community and out of the regular environment uh, an experience where they are are hearing the Lord call them and being ministered to constantly by counselors and all the other staff at camp. So it's a wonderful opportunity for them. This is a camp, Kids Across America, where the gospel presentation for uh, the camp is just one of the best, I, I rate it five stars, that a young person could ever uh, experience, ever take part and sit and watch. It's just a great, great skit, a great, great message of what it is to follow Christ, to repent. And, and so the gospel takes precedence um, in, in, in that night. And the whole camp kind of builds up and builds around the crosstalk experience on that night. And every year we have kids that are hearing the gospel and it's so clear, the explanation is so clear that they are able to remember it and go back and if needed be to share with other people. And that is the hope for them to share. And when you see something so powerful as, as, as what happens on Crosstalk Night, um, as powerful as it is, it's one of those things they don't forget and it gives them the ability to share it with others as well. So the gospel, is it's a huge uh, purpose in coming to camp here as well. It's also a, a place to bring our kids where they can get out of... Uh, um, all the dangers that they might be facing week in and week out, being in a more urban environment, inner city area, um, and, and with the street violence uh, and the other uh, issues in the community, it's a great place for them to come and be uh, poured into, minister to, and to find healing that they desperately need as young people. Uh, so that's another big reason. And then, and then for me myself, uh, KAA it provides an experience for the the they call them kaleos it's the counselors that are bringing the kids to the camp it provides kaleos a time of uh, refreshment uh, we're, we are really poured into here at KA they have uh, a schedule built in for us all week long where they have shepherds who are shepherding us they have teaching they have uh, um, fun activities just non-stop all day long activities pouring into us so it's a time of refreshing it's also pre it presents a time of meditation and solitude uh, you could come here 
and really get alone here in the Ozark Mountains and spend time with the Lord. And so in the mornings, I come up to the uh, PSM, uh, the Payne Stewart Memorial Building. That's the training center Mm -hmm. uh, that they have built for us. And uh, I just spend time. I usually skip breakfast and I spend time with the Lord, talking with the Lord. I evaluate myself. Since I come every year, I'm able to evaluate my growth in the last year, the things I was struggling with last year that I may have overcome, but the things I'm struggling with this year. So every year, it's kind of a a sabbatical experience for me where I'm being poured into, where I'm being refreshed, I'm being healed as well. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, just just two weeks ago, I had to perform a, a funeral for a a young man who was murdered in our community uh, in a drive-by, 20 years old. And so, you know, at this wake, this this viewing, the mom screaming, I want my baby back, I want my baby back, and and just uncontrollably, and then, and just a horrible situation. No mom should ever have to face that. And that begins to drain on the youth worker, that begins to drain on someone working in the inner city. Um, But coming here allows a time where I'm getting refreshed and getting away. Even though I leave my wife and three babies behind, um, it's so crucial for me because it has become my sabbatical every year. Man, that's awesome. Now you touched on something when you said, you you know, that the kids are getting taken out of their communities. They're they're getting taken out of their communities and brought here. What do you think it is that about taking someone out of their community uh, that allows them to experience something different in a whole new way? Well, I think the new experience, the new new experiences are always special to anyone, um, and especially kids that some some of the ki- these kids have never left West Palm Beach, Florida. Mm. Uh, and that's hard to believe, but some kids haven't. So the new experience is is there, but also the camp is built in such a way to pour into kids that are coming from a neighborhood community like that. So what it provides is a safe space, a safe place where kids. Can actually be vulnerable and be transparent where there's not a lot of peer pressure mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of, of putting on to be safe and to be hard because the streets it's a place where uh, it's it's survival of the fittest yeah. you got to be tough to make it yeah. if you show any type of weakness show any type of tears if there's any type of of, of, of softness or honesty vulnerability you could really be taken advantage of. And now kids know that, and they have been. And so it's a place where there's not trust. But here at camp, it's a place of safety. It's a place of trust where the kids can open up. There can be conversations, and there can be vulnerability, where kids can come up on on uh, crosstalk and be weeping mm. and repenting of their sins. Something that in their, in their community, they could do it, but it's just more difficult. So this is a place where KAA... Kids Across America has taken the time to build safe places where the, the atmosphere is almost anointed where the Lord can deal in, in these safe zones with these young people. Man, that's, that's awesome. Now, how did you find out about KAA? I mean, like the first time that you came here, how did you, how did you discover it? Who told you about it? Um, what did they tell you to make you want to come? Well, the ministry that I started working at, Urban Youth Impact, they were already doing that trip yearly. And so when I heard about it, the people that had come in the past, uh, Kaleos that had come in the past, they really talked it up. And, and man, you got to come. You got to come check this camp out. You will love it. This camp is just what you uh, would want. It's, it's, it's built for someone like you. And sure enough, they were right. And, and every year, um, I keep coming back. It's... it's, it's um, it's the sports, it's the fellowship, it's the it's just the uh, 
the rest and the refresh the refreshment that I need after working um, as an outreach pastor at Bowdown Church all year long. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much, man, for talking with me. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, man. All God right. Bless. That's a wrap for this episode of The Sojourn. Hopefully you learned something, were inspired, and motivated to begin a journey of your own. Please email me your comments, questions, or even suggestions for my next guest at proverb.newsom at gmail.com. Once again, that's proverb.newsom at gmail.com. This has been The Soldier. Remember, life is a journey. Enjoy the trip.